I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. And I've been speaking to Charles Damon, Chief Product Officer of Token.io, about variable recurring payments. A quick update, first of all, kind of where, where, where things are at the moment from an industry and, and actually probably industry and regulatory perspective, both for the UK and Europe, because there, there have been quite a few developments over the last, particularly over the last coming months. So, Robin, as I'm sure you and you are aware, it was following the, the work of the strategic working group, uh, the JROC Atlanta plan earlier this year, and their roadmap overall for open banking which involved a future entity, which involved leveling up. So everyone, every bank would become part of the, the open banking ecosystem. But the very important work stream was also a VRP. So for that, a set of working groups were set up. Those working groups focused on three key areas. One was functional requirements for VRP. Second one was consumer protection. And the third one was the commercial model. Those Working groups were comprised of not just banks and TPPs, but also other industry participants, mainly merchants, both large merchants as well as representatives from trade associations that represent smaller merchant groups. The British Retail Consortium was part of it. On, on the consumer protection side, there were people that were involved to represent that side. And this is all to make sure that we come to a design of of ERP as a new payment method with all those elements involved. So a payment method that can cater for lots of different use cases that has consumer protection and a viable commercial model for all parties. Because of course, the significance in particular in the change is that with VRP, we're now starting to look at a model where banks will be compensated uh, because it is a premium API. I have to actually perhaps to take a step back again. There are two forms of ERP, sweeping and non-sweeping. We, we Sweeping is what is covered by a CMA order, which is a regulatory mandate. And therefore, that covers the ability to move money between uh, accounts that belong to the same account holder. So that could be you move money automatically from your current account for a certain amount every month or week, for example, to your savings account, or you repay automatically a portion of your loan every month. That would be facilitated uh, through VRP for sweeping, which was part of the CMA order. Commercial VRP or non-sweeping covers the use of that technology uh, in a model where banks are compensated because it's outside of the regulatory order to offer this service. And the real benefits and purpose of VRP is that with that, you can unlock a lot of different use cases. So the two key areas that are being looked at, you can enable both uh, recurring payments of a fixed and variable amount. And um, those recurring payments could be an alternative, for example, to direct debit. Some key differentiators compared to direct debit are the fact that a payment is, is happening in real time uh, with direct debit. If it, uh, of course, VRP is a push payment, so it gets pushed from the consumer's bank account to the beneficiary bank account, typically a merchant's bank account. Uh, so that means that the transaction happens in real time because it uses the faster payment rails, whereas in direct debit, it's pulled and it takes, and it means that it takes typically about a couple of days before that transaction happens from the moment that it's initiated. That may well mean that once you initiate the transaction in direct debit, um, at the point 
that the transaction is, is initiated, the, the consumer may well have enough funds in their bank account to pay for the direct debit would when it's actually pulled from the account, there may not be enough balance. So that that delay can lead to uh, payments in arrears, etc. It can also be an alternative to recurring card-based payments. So where you now use your credit or debit card in particular for the payment of your you know, music streaming subscription or your TV subscription or variable recurring payments can cater for those services as well. The other big element is you can do one-click payments in true one-click payments. What I mean with that is that because VRP works on a model where the account holder needs to provide their consent and they need to provide within their consent uh, two values, we call those consent parameters, the consumer will be able to say to the merchant, this is the maximum value of the amount that I'm prepared to pay over and, and this is the the maximum value that I'm prepared to pay over a certain period of time. Once the consumer has given that consent to the merchant and also to their bank, because you can see and you can revoke that consent from your mobile banking app. Uh, so for example, if we take a use case of, for example, a, a retailer, I can say I give my consent to this supermarket brand for say hundred pounds per day or £100 per week, that means that I can make either a recurring payment or a single click payment up to £100 in the period in that period of time. And that consent requires a strong customer authentication when the consent is set up. But every subsequent payment is either merchant initiated, so pushed down when it's a recurring payment, or it's a one-click payment where you do not need SCA because the account holder has already given their SCA, in this case, to the supermarket. Talk to me about the findings of the survey that you did with Open Banking Expo. We really try to look at, in particular, the um, benefits and, well, the perception of uh, VRP in the market. The friction as user experience came out as a, as a very, very high, in fact, one of the top takeaways for the merchants. So VRP drives a number of benefits. So the friction as user experience as, as, as we went through, so the ability to do a single click payment or recurring payments that, that just get pushed from the consumer's bank account. Second real benefit was the lower cost of processing. So the expectation is that VRP will be a lower form cost of payment than debit cards. Uh, the reason for that is that um, the, the, the payment systems regulator has clearly outlined that, and it's, it's very similar in Europe, has clearly outlined that they want to establish a lower cost form of payments um, for account account payments um, in the market that would compete with existing payment methods. So the expectation is as open banking is already a lower cost form of payment in itself, still the evolution of open banking into VRP, and despite paying compensation to the banks, should still be a lower cost of, um, uh, constitute a lower, a lower cost of processing for the merchant, and particularly in relation to card on file. We think it will be more challenging for direct debits with the cost of payment. The direct cost of processing direct debits for large billers uh, can be quite low. But the operational cost of processing direct debits um, are very high. The operational benefits was, in fact, the third 
most important benefit that was categorized by merchants. And that articulated itself in a couple of elements. One was faster settlement times for the merchants, uh, both for in combination, in comparison with cards, as well as with direct debits. Greater security was the fourth category, and, and, and this was all ranked in order. That, that, was, that was the key takeaway and, and a benefit for, for merchants in particular. So lower fraud risk because strong customer authentication is applied to that, on that consent. And also because you have the maximum limits, this gives more control to the consumer to ensure a cap on their spending. And that ultimately resulted in that 60% of merchants want to convert their card payments to VRP. And the way we see this is, this will very likely go gradually. Um, What will very likely happen is that merchants will initially offer VRP in the checkout to guest users, um, users that have not yet set up a card on file, for example. So if you then have to select your payment method, do you want to type, you know, you type in your 16-digit card number as well as your CVV and your expiry date, or do you just want to click on VRP, set up your consent, and that's it? That is where the conversion will initially happen, and then it will gradually migrate. Charles Damon, Chief Product Officer of Token.io.